Hello, welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. Today's episode is a master's edition featuring my friend Pamela Carr Lockhart. She is from uh, a small town outside of Houston called Splendora, which just sounds so awesome. And um, I met her mm, in December 2018, I think it was. God, all the times blending together. Anyway, I met her um, a couple of years ago at Brazos Bend 50 Miler. Um, I uh, made it through my first loop and I, I met this woman and um, she she had this other woman with her <laughs> named Melinda. And uh, oh, this race was really bad because we were trying to you know, do 50 miles, of course. And it was really, it was wet. It was rainy. It was soggy. I don't think my feet were dry most of the time. Okay. And anyway, so we, um, became, you know, we kind of befriended each other on the second loop of three, um, at the race. And, um, the idea was that, you know, we were going to try to do this, um, run 30 seconds, walk 30 seconds. And so I never really done that before, but so the first or the second loop that I had done with her, it was cool. It was like, all right, we can do this. In fact, I, <laughs> I do seem to recall that there was a, a, a bit of fireball involved. Um, I'd never had fireball in my life and, um, it was cold and she had this little vial <laughs> that she pulled out of her race vest and, um, offered it to us. And so of course this is all pre COVID. And so we're just like, yeah, sure. Let's try it. You know, it's kind of nice. It, you know, obviously you don't want to do too much of that. Cause you know, then you're going to be incoherent, but you know, nonetheless, it was pretty cool. And, um, by loop three, oh, I was a mess. I mean, you know, it was only my second 50 miler and I was getting tired and her, wonderful husband, Brett, and I think they just celebrated their 31st anniversary last week. Gosh, I hope I'm remembering that properly. You'll hear in the interview. But anyway, um, <laughs> he was sort of her, you know, uh, crew and she was using hiking poles and she's like, I've got a spare pair if you'd like them. And I'm like, well, I don't know, you know, cause I kept thinking about Oh God, you know, never try anything new, you know, in a race because you know, that could always, backfire on you. But after the first aid station, she called him and he showed up and he had brought the sticks out for me and adjusted them to my height. And he was really lovely. And, uh, yeah. So anyway, that was that. And, um, but it was, it was a cool race and, um, oh yeah. So anyway, <laughs> from Melinda on loop two, Melinda, it's just not funny, but it's kind of weird um, or unusual. Um, Melinda had this condition where she would actually lose her eyesight from running, you know, an ultra. And so she was having a really hard time seeing, and you know, it's like the middle of the afternoon and we're just like, wow, this is crazy. And um, so <laughs> we all ended up holding hands, which was hilarious. And, uh, you know, trying to guide Melinda through, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I think she had somebody else who helped her through the third loop, but I have to tell you by the third loop, I was pretty dead. And I remember I, as we approached like the first aid station, like, Oh, my feet were just like cold and wet. And she gave, um, that this would be Pamela and gave me one of those, um, hand warmer packets that you can get at, um, academy or, you know, sports stores, whatever. And we, I put one of each in, um, each of my shoes to warm up my feet. And I'll tell you what, that helped. <laughs> I wasn't moving real fast, but it helped. And, uh, yeah. So on that 17 ish mile loop, we, you know, struggled and you know, told stories and you know, got to know each other and all that stuff. And I can just remember, <laughs> I was probably, this always, this, this has happened to me nearly two times that I've done 50 milers, but I, I had a, um, I, I get to about 47, 48 miles. No, not that. No, 42, 43 miles. And I just want to sleep. 
Well, and also you have to remember, it usually takes me over 14 hours to do this. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, so there's that. Um, but anyway, but I was sitting down on this cooler at an aid station, just kind of like wanting to just rest. And she's like, come on, we gotta go. We gotta get finished. And I'm just like, okay, fine. <laughs> and so I did. And, uh, and I'm glad she, definitely finished ahead well, a little bit ahead of me. I mean, she stayed with me and, uh, I was hating life. In fact, I can remember Orly and Kathy, my friends, they were, well, Kathy was in the car cause they had finished hours before me and Orly was waiting for me at the finish line. And, you know, as I came staggering across the finish line, I was like, yeah, we're done. Yeah. Well, it was like nine 30 at night, you know, we didn't even eat dinner that night. I mean, that's how tired we all were. It was so bad. I, I'm sure Pamela had dinner, but anyway, that was just such an epic race and it was such a good memory. Um, and we've stayed in touch and I've seen her a few times at various uh, trail racing over Texas um, events. Um, I remember the last time I saw her, I think was at the Alamo city ultra last year. And um, she was doing the 50 K, which was pretty ambitious because that course is no joke. I do the 50, I mean, sorry, the 25 K and it takes me over five hours to get that thing done. That's just because Eisenhower park in San Antonio is kind of a beast. I forget. She had done some other race prior to that and was, you know, kind of having a hard time, but you know, she still managed to finish. So God love her. Well, anyway, so a few weeks ago, she, <laughs> Well, she had signed up for Snowdrop, just like me, the thing where you go around um, in circles for, you know, like almost three quarters of a mile for 55 hours. And because the race got postponed, canceled, whatever, I, I just carried my registration over to this coming year, 2021. Please say some prayers. Anyway, uh, yeah, and she decided to do it virtually. <laughs> And so she did, she had this, this, you know, short course mapped out and her husband and some friends crewed her and got her through 55 hours and she didn't really sleep. You know, um, there might've been a little alcohol involved as I recall, um, just for the pain. Um, uh, but I think she finished like 129 miles, which is insane. I mean, I just am like, in awe of her and she's 53, I think. So, and she's a mom, a grandma, um, and just an all around inspirational person just for people, uh, who, who do running. I mean, she's not like super fast and that's not like some sort of, um, judgment on her, but I mean, you know, again, she's, she's like my pace, maybe a little faster at this point, but, um, but she's very encouraging. And, and, and so when I saw that she had done this, I was like, I need to interview you. And so we sat down last week, uh, for an interview and, uh, sadly, <laughs> God, this is so embarrassing on Friday. Um, I don't even want to go into the details, but let's just say that my laptop took a pretty serious fall the screen broke. I could not long, I could no longer access files. And yeah, this was fairly tragic because I am starting the semester teaching virtually. And it's kind of hard to do that if you don't have a working computer. And so, oh God. Anyway, long story short, I did manage to procure a new macbook pro yeah and it's the 16 inch deal oh, i know i really spent way too much money on this thing but i'm kind of like you know what it's an investment and so i did that and i um managed to recover some of the files including our interview off of that laptop today this afternoon and um thank god um, cause I, I just kept thinking, Oh God, I hope I don't have to interview her again. Not that I wouldn't want to, but it was just sort of like, Oh no. So anyway, womp, womp, womp. Yeah. So Donna's a dope anyway. So, uh, enjoy 
my interview with Pamela Carr Lockhart, who is just an incredibly lovely, wonderful person. Okay, yeah, we're recording. So, um, yeah, so I wanted to talk to you. Um, well, I've always wanted to talk to you about um, being a master's runner, but also because of your recent extraordinary um, accomplishment. And um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your, um, we'll start, we'll lead up to that story. Um, so why don't you tell me about how, how long you've been a runner and how you got into it? I mean, I know you and I had that, we, we have talked about this when I first met you. Um, we were doing right. that Brazos 50 miler. Oh man, you saved me that day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I I'm like, so glad I could help. <laughs> oh, I know. I can just remember I was, all I wanted to do at like mile 42 or 43 was just sit there at that aid station. <laughs> you were just like, come on, we got to go. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was not going to let you stay there. But, you know, having someone like that with you. Uh, you know, when, when I have someone to help, it also helps me. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's one of those things that, you know, I may be motivating someone, but that person is still motivating me because now I no longer am thinking about my journey. I am thinking about helping somebody else. And that's something that has always kind of been a part of who I am. Um, as far as my running goes, um, that's, I, I started running gosh, almost 28 years ago, actually almost, it'll be 29 years ago in the spring, but um, I did it because um, I grew up showing horses and I became a trainer and I was a coach to riders and I started running because it helped my riding. Oh. And, um, and then I started racing like in the 90s because a friend of ours had cancer and they put together a whole team to go run a, a, um, a cancer type race, kind of like a, um, a Komen type race in Washington state. And I ran that race and I was like, this is incredible. I'm doing stuff on my own feet. <laughs> <laughs> And so um, I, that's kind of when I uh, decided that I really liked it. And so I just kind of continued to um, train and run and not really know why I was doing it, except for just the pure joy of running. And um, it wasn't actually until, I don't know, about 2003, when we moved to Texas, that I really kind of started getting into racing and um, and at that time, I was close to 40, and I was just having a great time, and I started um, having people show up to run with me, and because of all the training and, and coaching I did as a, you know, as a, as a rider, as a horse trainer and stuff, that kind of followed over to running, and I was able to um, help quite a few people, and I just found out I just really enjoyed continuing to do that, just continuing to help people. I just loved it. So um, it was, but then I, then I discovered, you know, races and ultra running and it just kind of went from there. Wow. So did it come easy to you at first or were you always athletic? Um... <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me feel better. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Matter of fact, in uh, junior high and high school, you know, when, um, it, you know, uh, gym was mandatory and you had to mandatory run those miles and all that stuff. All I could think of was, I just want to be back out on my horse in the trail. So trails, I've always loved, but um, I was, I didn't, I was never an athletic person. At least I didn't consider myself athletic. And, and now that I look back at it, you know, uh, riding horses does take a bit of athleticism, but it's not the same. You know, it's, it, it's just not the same. You're using different muscles and everything else. So no, I have, and you know, I've, I've always had to work hard at doing something that I really love. Okay. It doesn't just come naturally to me. So okay. that's good. And where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in uh, Oregon and Washington. So Pacific Northwest. Cool. And then we moved out here, Texas, in 2003. Okay, cool. Yeah, so you, you got in Texas, I think I came a year later, so there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
And you live in, uh, you, it's, a, it's an interesting city. Um, I can't remember the name of it offhand. It's a small place outside of Houston, right? Yes, I live in Splendora, Texas. Splendora. And it is tiny. Yeah, there's only about maybe 1,800 people in that town. It's tiny. Yeah, that's so, that's so cool. And um, you've, you were, of course, married. You just celebrated your 31st wedding anniversary? 31st wedding anniversary. Yes, ma'am. Congratulations. Yes. And, I, and of course, I've Thank had the you. pleasure of meeting your, your wonderful husband um, at Brazos a couple of years ago. And um, yeah, yeah. very, very happy for you both. And, and you've got kids too, right? And grandkids. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have three adult children. And my oldest is actually going to be 30 um, on sa this coming Saturday. And I have five grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And um, they all, you know, just help support, you know, of course, Brett, my husband, he is my crew for all my races and, you know, for all my ultras. So that I, that I need a crew. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do remember him. Yes. Um, in fact, I remember him uh, bringing me uh, your extra pair of um, trekking poles, um, you know, cause I'd never used yeah. them before. And you're like, you should try these. <laughs> and he was so kind and, and getting <laughs> set up and all that. And, you know, I was you know, of course tripping, but you were a good coach. So I got through it, but <laughs> yeah. so um, anyway, so, uh, you know, along the way, I mean, so it, it was something you had to work for. What do you think your, your, um, why do you run? Do you, you know, I mean, I know everyone asks, you know, runners this question, you know, so why do you, do you, is there a single answer for that? Um, I think there's multiple answers for stuff like that. Um, especially when you get into running um, ultra marathons, when you're running, you know, 50 K to hundreds of miles, there's, there's lots of reasons for that. Um, I do run for the pure joy of it. Mm -hmm. And, I'm sorry, I'm going to try and keep this uh, under control a little bit. Oh, um, when, <laughs> when I was 16, um, I was kidnapped and sexually assaulted um, by a group. And um, the and running uh, has, well, that particular incident left me with some pretty um, horrible PTSD. Mm -hmm. And uh, running has, <clears throat> sorry, Running has given me strength that I never knew I had. Yeah. And it, it has made it so that my PTSD levels now, I feel are pretty low. Things that, that will trigger something to, you know, trigger things, you know, trigger emotions and memories and that type of thing have, have really gotten to the point where, I, I think, no, I'm stronger than that. If I could make it through that, I can make it through this. I can make it through that mileage. I can make it through this pain. That's why I run. Mm -hmm. that's, that's uh, you know, health, health, is, health is another one. You know, I, I look at all the things that are going on with this pandemic and I'm, I'm so happy I'm a runner. I'm so glad my lungs are strong. I'm so glad that I'm out in that sunshine soaking up that vitamin D and you know, so there really is never one single answer mm -hmm. for someone that runs. And I'm sure, you know, there's not just one answer, No. you know, but I think that, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I was just saying joy, strength, health. There's, there's lots of reasons that we run yeah. and, and do what we do. So when you are, um, because I know I'm going to just talk about something about the, that I struggle with. And so I just wonder how you handle it is do you, because I think for me, I mean, I don't mind, I like doing ultras and things like that, but I have to say the training for them can, can be a big grind sometimes. And that's something I haven't really done an ultra for about two years. And um, I keep, I sign up for them and then I end up <laughs> <laughs> dropping down um, because my training. Yeah. Is crap. Um, do you struggle with that at all? Or do you have any advice on how to power through that? I do. Um, that is one thing I've, I've helped a few people get to that ultra level. Mm -hmm. And for me, and I know I, I don't work. Um, yeah. I, well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I work, I take care of my grandchildren. I take care of our property. We have livestock. 
Um, so I'm blessed that I don't work outside the home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, but I do run multiple times a day and that's how I train. And that's how I keep trained up for very big distances. And I, and I find time wherever I can, if you've got an hour, go run. And it doesn't, it doesn't really, to me, it doesn't matter the distance as long as you can get in time on your feet. I mean, it does matter distance to a certain extent, just because, you know, as you get closer and closer to running something really big, you know, of course you want those miles, but get that time in on your feet. That is the most important thing. So I'll run in the morning when I am taking care, you know, of course I don't sit when I'm taking care of livestock, but I take care of the livestock and then I go in and I take care of my youngest granddaughter while the other ones are at school and I'm on my feet. I stay on my feet as much as possible. Sometimes I'll sit and rest depending on, you know, how close I am, but the closer I get to those big runs, I stand and I then I'll run again in the evening and I have several run partners that live close and they all know I, you know, if they call and say, Hey, you want to run in the morning? Great. Hey, somebody else want to run in the evening with her? Great. That's, that's just how I do it. I break it up and I break up as many runs as I can, you know, during the day. Sometimes I'll run three, four times a day uh -huh. just to get in that time. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's so, and you must have a really fun laundry uh, experience. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I yes I yes I have I have a lot of laundry on a regular basis. <laughs> I was like thinking about it that. Like, like I'd be out of sports bras in about two days. <laughs> I rinse and hang a lot. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's that's so inspirational though. I mean, I like hearing it. I mean, it's also I don't want to say comforting, but it, it's good to know that you know you you do you have your struggles too. And um, oh, yeah. when you are when you're doing these training things. Are you always running or is it like a run walk or um, how do you, how does that I, work? It depends on who I'm with. Um, I have one partner that um, she's actually been helping me really pick up my speed. And most of the time we'll just run flat out. And that, that was because I wanted to pick up my speed on my shorter run. So when I race short, my, that 5k through, you know, half marathon to marathon, I will I, I will just run. Um, when I am working with others that are working on building up their endurance, I will do a run walk like you and I did for mm -hmm. um, the ultras. And yeah. and ultras, I I will run walk. I will. And I know some people don't necessarily like running short and walking short, but that I run a 30-30 and, and you experienced yeah. that one. I remember that. And I like that one for in, for really long ultras because it gives me back my energy and it saves my legs and my feet. Yeah, and I think it's also something to look <laughs> something to look forward to. It's like, oh, good, I only have yeah. to run for thirty seconds and then I can walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you can you can do anything for thirty seconds, right? Yeah, you can do sure. anything for thirty seconds, and you know, and then when when I you know move some of my other runners up, I'll move them up to a you know, a 130, a 130 is, is really nice. There's also a 90-30 that's really nice. It really helps build that endurance. And that, that's my big thing that I've worked on for a long, long time is building my endurance so that I can do these bigger runs. Yeah, that's, that's a good, that's good advice. I need to get back to, yeah, I play around with intervals from time to time. And, um, but I, I do need to get back to that a little bit because I'm trying to, yeah, my goal this year is to just be a lot more consistent. And um, I was reading, yeah. posted something the other day that said, you know, you can do hill repeats, you can do speed work and all this other stuff, but if you aren't consistent, it's not going to make any difference. And I was like, you know, that makes absolutely so. Absolutely, I've been beating myself up, and and yeah, it's like, why can't I, you know, do like I, I beat myself up on Strava, particularly like yesterday, I just did like a three miler, and I felt pretty strong. I felt like you know, and, and again, for me, it's like, it's, sometimes it's hard for me even just to run a whole mile without stopping. And I managed to do that. And I was like, I'm feeling pretty good. And then I look at my and that's okay. stats and it's like, that was the slowest one I've done it, you know, out of five runs. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. 
speed, I mean, yes, speed is, is fun. Oh my gosh. It's so much fun. But when you are training and you're working on building that endurance, I do not focus on speed. I work on building that endurance first. You got to build that base and then you move forward. Yeah. Right. You know, you have, you have to do that. You have to do that. So I try not to focus on it too much. When I start focusing on it too much, my, one of my run partners say, Pam, don't worry about that right now. You know, this is not, we're not worrying about speed right now. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know it, it's, it, it, but it is hard. Cause it's like when you, you know, if, if you use Strava or one of those, you know, apps, they'll like compare yeah. your runs and all that. And I'm just like, but, but I felt really good. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> that's dumb. okay. That's okay. Yeah. That's all that matters. You just get out there every day and three miles, three miles is still three miles. You know, you don't have to do giant mileage all the time. That's not, that's not what it's about because if everybody did giant mileage all the time, then there'd be, you know, I I don't know. I guess I just wouldn't think it was that big of a deal. You know, it's like, oh, okay. You did 40 miles. Oh, well, (laughs) great. You always do. (laughs) Exactly. Gonna shake it up once in a while, but um, yeah, exactly. (laughs) how do you get, um, cause I know that if you do ultras, you're going to go through highs and lows. Um, and how do yeah. you, how do you handle that part? Um, you know, do you get impatient with yourself at all? Or you just kind of go, okay, just ride it out, be cool. It'll be okay. Or how do you handle that? I don't get impatient because I know it's coming. We train for this, you know, we train for those highs and lows. We train for those you know, we call it, you know, riding the pain train or, you know, it, we train for that. And I have a couple little mantras that I put in my head so I can just focus and get through it. And I really remember, like, I didn't have that in place for my very first 50 miler and it was tough. And I, I actually was okay until I hit about, I don't know, 43 miles, but you know, I got out there and it was freezing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, I was, I was okay for a while. And then I really had to focus on getting myself back because I knew if I hadn't finished that very first 50 miler, I would never have forgiven myself and thank God for my husband, because he's the one that paced me the last, you know, five miles just to help me get back. And I am so thankful for that. I put in place um, a few different mantras for me. And even when I run when I run a short race, but I'm pushing really hard, I want that, I want that speed for that short race, I will use these same mantras. So everything that I used or that I use to get through a big race, I will still use to get through a shorter race that's just faster. And I have a few things that I say to myself. So sometimes are- I say, <laughs> uh, sometimes I will say, uh, and it's silly, but I'll say fast feet, strong legs, strong heart, strong lungs. And I'll just kind of repeat it to myself. It's, it's just a little something to say. And then other times I say, and you'll see me post this, you know, quite a bit. And, you know, it, it's, of course, now I'm going to forget it. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, if, if your mind believes it, you know, basically, if your mind believes that your body can do it, or, you know, that's very true. Um, or, you know, what I, um, gosh, darn it. Okay. I knew I should have written this down. <laughs> um, your body, oh, your, your body can achieve what your mind believes. That's good. And I, I and I absolutely highly believe this. I, I say it to myself a lot and I feel this is what's helped me achieve the things that I've achieved, just especially just over these last few years. Your body can achieve what your mind believes. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to hang on to that one. So when was your first 50 miler? My first 50 miler actually was, um, I guess, 2017, I think. Okay. I was, that was the year. Yeah, that was the year I turned 50. And I wanted, I ran, um, I wanted to run 50 races and my 50th race, I wanted to be a 50 miler. I wanted it to be an ultra. And actually, technically, I was just looking for an ultra. I was going to do like a 50K, but there was not a 50K to do around my birthday. So I did the 50 miler. So I stepped from <laughs> I stepped from little races 
and then I did a full marathon and then I did a 50 miler and I, and, but I actually ended up with 52 races that year. So that's amazing. I, I, my, my, my family thought I had lost my mind. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) That's so cool though. That's, that's yeah. And and what race was that? That was Brazos Ben 100. Okay. Okay. That was the same one that I, that wasn't the same year, but that was the same one I, I ran. And then I met you and, and right. ran it. Yeah. What we ran 18. Yeah. Yeah. And that course was yeah, the, the year after, right. So yeah, I yeah. signed up to do it this year and then everything fell apart. So <laughs> I know I was too. I wanted, I wanted to go PR my time and, and everything fell apart. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I know. That's how I felt. And yeah. So um, how, so how many 50 milers have you accomplished? I don't know. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. Um, okay. I know that as far as races go, I'm well over a hundred and some odd races, but I don't know how many 50 milers I've done just because I did that one. And then I immediately went to Jackalope and, and I did a 24 hour race and I wanted to hit a hundred K, but the storm came through. So I did another 50 miler. And then I just started looking for ultras and I just started doing them, you know, and, uh, and then I was like, oh, I want to get to that hundred miler so bad. And so that was next year. So I've just, I've just been running. I just run a lot. I know you do. You do. I know I'm always <laughs> up with your adventures. I'm like, geez, I'm getting tired just reading your posts. <laughs> I get that a lot. They're like, gosh, I'm just tired reading that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. It's cool though. I mean, it's, it's, you know, and so, well, it was interesting because we were both signed up for snowdrop this year and um, yeah. you um, of course, just, you know, a couple weeks ago, I guess, uh, did the virtual. And so what made you decide to do this virtually? Cause you know, to be honest, virtual races don't quite have the same cachet as um, you know, in person. I mean, especially um, have you ever tried snowdrop before? No, I wanted to get into snowdrop that year that you did. And I, yeah. and I just found out about it too late. You know, yeah. as you know, it sells out so fast oh, it's crazy. and you have to be like ready at midnight to dial it in, you know, <laughs> oh, or noon, noon. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, or noon, noon, yeah. midnight, noon, but, yeah, know, April it's, 1st, it's, but yeah, yeah. I mean, they take so good. I mean, they just take such incredible care of you. You know I mean? It's like, all you gotta do is just, you know, make your feet move and you're okay. But um, right. So right. For, for me, you know, I, I mean, that's why I wanted to come back to it because I, you know, didn't finish, you know, the hundred miler that year, and then I, um, I ended up with a hundred k, and then last year I did a, a relay, and I ran from <laughs> midnight to six a.m. Um, as part of somebody's relay team. <laughs> oh my goodness! I know. Well, I wanted that to do a hard. Shift. I wanted to do a hard shift um, because you know just seemed like something you know well and most of the people that, I, that that were on my team were from Houston so they would run three hours and then they'd go home obviously driving from right. San Antonio I couldn't really didn't want to do that without having to get a hotel so I just drove up <laughs> but I kind of but I, I I completely understand <laughs> yeah no and then I I was watching well I was helping a lot of my friends um who were doing the hundred um you know, it's kind of walking with them as they were finishing their hundreds. And it, it, it was sort of an epiphany for me because I saw these people, because one of the reasons I quit is I got frustrated with my time and that I wasn't hit, hitting that 50 mile mark, you know, at a time that I felt like I should. And in and, and that race, you can't really do that because no. it's just a different kind of race. And so you know, yeah. I kind of had my mental game or my strategy figured out a little bit. Um, and then of course it got canceled. So, so what made you decide to- what? do this crazy thing virtually? Well, um, one of the reasons I had signed up for it was because it was right before uh, a big race I'm going to do in February. And I thought, well, this would be a great, um, I don't want to call it a training run because I mean, you do, you just don't do training runs that are that long. I mean, you just like, Oh, I'm just going to do a training run. Um, but (laughs) I, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I decided, well, I'm get, I want to sign up for Snowdrop. It's perfect time uh, for me to do another really long race right before I do tour. And so, uh, and of course, the year prior, my granddaughter was raising money for um, pediatric cancer. Mm-hmm. And um, for those that don't know about the Snowdrop Foundation, 
they um, provide scholarships for college-bound pediatric cancer patients and childhood cancer survivors. And um, while raising, you know, uh, while raising awareness and funding uh, to continue research to cure childhood cancer. And of course, that is such a worthy cause. I mean, I can't even imagine. I have had friends that have children that have gone through cancer. I had a friend, a, a runner friend that her um, eight-year-old beautiful daughter died of it. It's hard. So here I am crying again, sorry. <laughs> um, so anyway, anyway, yeah. so, you know, I have multiple, multiple reasons for doing it. And yes, virtual is very, very hard. Virtual has been very hard this year. I've run over 2,800 miles this year, oh. and most of it has been virtual. And I've run back-to-back um, 50Ks and 100Ks and my, the poor people on my dead end street, I think they thought I have lost my absolute mind running back and forth so many times, but I've gotten to know everybody because of it. And one thing that it, that I like about the virtual is it makes you mentally strong yeah. and you have to be mentally strong. Cause you know, I talk about, you know, your body being able to do those things, but you know, it's, it's your mind that you've got to really convince in the long run and uh, I just felt if I can do this virtually if I can do you know go out there and do this without all the fanfare I can accomplish anything that's how I look at it I can just accomplish anything so I I had a I had a bigger goal for uh, snowdrop I wanted to run 150 miles Um, that did not happen but I did run 129 And I did PR my 100 miler by seven hours and I PR'd, um, you know, my mileage by, you know, only a few miles from Jackalope, but I PR'd the time by 17 hours. And so I was super happy with that. And leading up to what I'm going to do next is, is going to be a huge help for me. And I, and so I just felt that, you know, there were so many great reasons to run this and so many things that it could help me with that I decided to go ahead and do it. Um, but I also wanted to make, uh, just let people know that last year, uh, Snowdrop offered 91 scholarships mm-hmm. uh, for children and for these children that have survived and they raised um, this, this particular race just in 2020 virtually, um, they raised uh, $275,000 oh and they, yeah, and they are beyond a worthy group to donate to because they actually use that money for what it's supposed to be used for and they don't pay people to help them. You know, that, that money goes to cancer research and go and, and real children's cancer research. And it really does go to help um, these, you know, provide scholarships for these children. That's, so, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know how much more worthy you can get um, to do, you know. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh-oh. You're kind of breaking up a little there. Oh, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, good. Now I can hear you. It's all of a sudden I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and I think it's, I mean, it's sort of a, a, a testament to, to this particular organization because it does sell out. I mean, I know, you know, for, for years, you know, you'll just sit there, you know, noon on April 1st, you know, ready to, you know, you got your keyboard, you know, at the ready and you're like, okay, okay, I got to do this. <laughs> and, and, then, and then we're like, you know, my I know. And I are texting each other going, did you get in? Did you get in? <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, one of my friends uh, accidentally, she was so excited. She signed up twice. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I've actually done that before. Not with this, but yeah, that was pretty fun. I was, I was so excited. I was like running around the room. I got in, I got in, I got in. People think you're insane. You're just like, why would you even want to do this? <laughs> but it, it's just such a, yeah, I hope you get to do it this coming year because um, yeah, it, it's just such a, a great experience. I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, you know, yeah, there's a, a bit of a grind, you know, to going around a, you know, 0.6 something, you know, mile right but right uh, but it's just the the camaraderie and the fact that they give you meals and they god they take such good care of people and there's you know a lot of older people out there um 
and, and you know, the secret that I saw with, with what they were doing, and I think that's probably what I'm going to do this coming year, um, is they sleep. So like they'll go back to their hotel or whatever and sleep for a few hours and then go back out there. I mean, I think for me, that's probably what would work best for me because I don't it, it know. It might that. be, yeah, it might be key for you. Yeah. Because it's hard, you it. know, it's, it's, yeah. it's hard to keep going for that straight time. I actually am extremely blessed is exactly how I feel. I have, um, I have this little group of friends we're called that we call each other soul sisters and as in soul of our shoe and, um, and we have gotten really close this pandemic and, uh, they came out and helped me. I have my, you know, my soul sister, Sagira and Kelly and Karen and Erica that um, all came out and uh, helped me run and uh, kind of keep me going. Uh, my entire family, uh, my husband and my son, Zane and my daughter, Sarah and my daughter, Bryn, they all came out and including my granddaughters, uh, Callie and, and Sarah and Peyton, they all came out and, and our, our, and our, well, Conley is our, is our youngest. And even, I think, uh, even our little girl Riley was there and they, they, two of them came out to the shop that we had built. And at night, because my street isn't, uh, isn't very well lit. I actually had to be in the shop at night and it's a good size shop. And I was, I made a track in there. And it, those girls were in there running with me all night long. It was so funny. And then they went over and laid down on the um, blow up bed that they had out there for me. And of course it was cold. So they put, they brought in a little heater. And I think about six o'clock in the morning, I was looking at those girls laying on the bed. And I was like, they look so cute and all huddled up. And I finally went over and laid on a corner of the bed. And I think I slept for like 15 minutes or something like that. I was like, I just got to get off my feet for just a little bit. And then I was back out the door in the sunshine and, you know, going up and down our road, which I have it set up to where it's a half mile down to the dead end and a half mile back. And I did that for 129 miles. Oh, <laughs> that, yes. Yeah, so you should be able to do the yeah, snowdrop, the, you know, the official, or, you know, the yeah. live one. Yeah. With no problem. Oh my God. That's that, that, yeah, that is a mental thing for sure. Cause I, yeah, uh, it is. Yes. It's tough. And, you know, learning how to run through the night has taken me a long time. Um, I had some, some serious PTSD from my very first 50 miler. And so I would almost get angry when it got cold. I wouldn't say almost, I do get angry when it's cold out <laughs> and it's dark. And, and because it was just, I almost, um, I was to the point of hypothermia at my first 50 mile because, you know, that year it got really cold and it snowed and everything. And it dropped down to like, I don't know, 27 degrees, which I know is not cold compared to a lot of other places, but I I felt like I was dying. So, (laughs) (laughs) so it's take, it's taken me a while to get to the point where I can, you know, I can make it through, you know, the night and I had one race oh I did Possum's Revenge and I actually did that you know it was virtual but I did it out at Brazos Bend Mm -hmm. and I made it through the night and I've never been so happy to see that sunrise holy cow yeah it is it is you look at it and you're like oh my gosh what a miracle thank you god (laughs) I made it (laughs) yeah for sure I mean I've never well I mean I've run through the night pacing people um but you know not as you know like my own race or whatever um so yeah it even it is even pacing people though Donna I mean that's you know being able to run through the night like that and help somebody else out my goodness I kind of enjoy it. I do. I, uh, I, mean, I, I think that's why I chose that night shift, you know, for snowdrop this past year, because, you know, it was just sort of like, well, you know, it's kind of cool. Cause then the fireworks are going off at midnight and you feel like, wow, I'm starting yes. a new year, you know, doing this and how fun is this? <laughs> and so, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I go to, I mean, I'm an early to bed kind of person, you know, under normal circumstances, the only way you'll get me to stay up all night is, you know, park me at a, you know, aid station, you know, to work it or, you know, put me in a race and I will, you know, be up all night happily. And that's kind of weird. <laughs> my, my son-in-law, he's so funny. He says, he, he says, you know, cause I'll come out and I'll hang out with him for a little while. Um, at, you know, when we do bonfires and, uh, 
I had, but the, the uh, blow up bed was still in the shop and I was in there around the, the heater here a few weeks ago with one of my daughters and I, and I was like, oh gosh, I, and I was like, I just want to lay down for a little bit. I fell asleep in my parka on that darn blow up bed because we hadn't taken it down yet. And, <laughs> and he said, you know, he says, I used to, I used to be so proud of you. You could stay up, you could run all these miles. He says, now I'm beginning to think you put that watch on the chicken and let it run around. <laughs> no, I just have I just have to stay up and keep moving. And and I was I was in there and I started circling just naturally. It just seems to be a thing for me. And my daughter's like, oh, just come sit down with me. I'm like, I can't sit down. I will fall asleep. I promise you. The only way I can stay awake is if I keep moving. That's that. Otherwise, I'm just like you. I go to bed. I'm happy if I'm in bed at 7.30 all snuggled up. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm usually not in bed that early, but you know, but still, yes, yes, I get it. I mean, especially this time of year, it's you know so dark all the time. It's getting better. Oh but, my gosh! Yeah. yeah, I'm so grateful. I love the end of January because it's like the days start to feel longer, and you're like, oh yeah, we're almost yes. there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yes, it's light until six fifteen. Woohoo! Oh, I know it's big. It's very big. Um, I was gonna say, oh, so so how do you stay uh, fed and hydrated? Um, without getting sick of eating and drinking. Cause I, know, I remember that was also something I, I remember at Snowdrop um, because you know, I've had like a borderline eating disorder. And I, I, I think I remember you mentioning something maybe about that, I might be wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think it was that feeling yeah. of stuffing myself all the time that I was just starting to feel like a, like a farm animal. And I just, it kind of <laughs> triggered me a little bit. And so I had, yeah, so I, I got to work on that. Um, but how do you handle that? Well, actually, I'll tell you, since uh, after my first, uh, that first year of doing ultras, I, I actually started learning about fasting and eating keto. And, and I know there are keto athletes out there and, and some believe it and some don't, but I started, I started doing that and it was, I was able to finally drop the weight I wanted to drop and, um, and just see year. And I kind of, I've had those thoughts too about, um, you know, overstuffing myself when I run. Well, one thing that I learned from fasting doing keto is that I really don't have to eat that much anymore when I'm out on these runs because my body is fat adapted. And for those that don't understand what that means, it means that my body uses fat for energy. So there's lots of times I'll go 40 miles and not even eat. And I'm not hungry. And when I do eat, I will eat things like, um, you know, meat and uh, I love olives and peanut butter and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And if I do eat carbs, which which I will eat carbs um, sometimes when I do these really long ones, those carbs actually react the way they're supposed to react in your body. So they do give you that quick bit of energy, but then it doesn't mess up your body going back to burning fat for energy. So um, my very last day of snowdrop, my husband did run and get me uh, some donuts. And yes, there was a little bit of alcohol involved, but you know what, but it, but it actually worked. And um, there's one, oh, I'm going to kick myself because I can't remember his name. Um, he is, I think he holds the record at Western States. Anyway, he's, he's a, he's a keto athlete, but he says that he waits to have his carbs when he runs really big stuff like this because they actually act in his body the way they should. So he'll eat like, you know, boiled potatoes and that type of thing. And, and uh, you know, so it works. So I stopped stuffing myself. I stopped um, doing the, oh, you got to worry, you know, you have to think about, you know, not getting calorie deficient. For me as a woman and having a little more, uh, you know, uh, that percentage, you're not going to. And even, even they even say super lean runners can go from New York to Florida without eating. I mean, I know it sounds weird, but, but it's true, you know? And uh, so that, so that's kind of how I, how I deal with it now. Um, I used to deal with it a whole lot different. I used to say, oh, I can't let my calories get low and I wouldn't let my calories get low. And I feel horrible. And then I started doing this and all of a sudden discovered, number one, I don't have any more gut issues. And number two, I feel fantastic. And I have tons of energy. That's great. So that's, that's my new trick that I've been doing for the last, I don't know, three years or so. Yeah. Oh my God. That's great. That's yeah. I, I think that's something you also have to practice in your training because it's like, you can't just, yeah. 
you know, train and eat yeah. like you normally would and then do your race and be <laughs> No, you can't, you can't. Um, you yeah. have to work, you have to work on building fasting muscles and letting your body get fat adapted, just like you would build muscle and endurance to run. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's very true. You cannot just go out and go, well, I'm going to go run 20, 30, 40 miles and I'm not going to eat. I'm going to see how this works. It's not going to work for you because your body doesn't know what it's, what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please, please. My disclaimer is please do not go out and do that yeah. for yeah. the people that are listening. You have okay. to take your time. So please do that. Yeah. I'm horrible at listening to my own advice, but I, I will tell you this. It, you have to listen to this advice. <laughs> um, so what is your, your what's this goal race uh, coming up in February? Uh, what's that one? Um, tour. I'm, I cannot say this name because I am, I am extremely dyslexic yeah. <laughs> to be very honest. And so it's, I, I I'm going to totally butcher this. It's like, uh, day something Tejas tour. I don't know. Something like that. Anyway, oh, it's, it's a, a trot race. race. Yeah. Yeah. Rob's going to kill me. He's just going to roll his eyes. If he hears this, he's like Pamela. <laughs> um, but it's, I'm running, uh, they have two, they have two distances. Um, there's a 300 K and a 600 K oh, and I'm going to yeah. run. The, the, yeah. I'm going to run the 300 K yeah. and my husband and I talked about the mileage on this and he said, I really think that, because of course I was like, oh, 600K, that's so cool, blah, 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 you know how that goes. And uh, and he said, I think, you know, you really should just start off with the 300K. And I'm like, okay, I will do that. I will, I Good. agree with you. I'll go ahead and start with that. It's 185 miles. And the, yeah, it's, and I just drove, I drove the course. Uh, my husband and I drove the course here the other day. Yeah. And let me tell you, uh, another thing that I say a lot is if your goals don't scare you, they're not big enough. <laughs> yeah. I'm scared. Oh I'm my scared. Gosh. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, um, it is, of course, this is not a closed race uh, or, or closed race course. This starts at the beginning, um, is at Austin at the Capitol. Right. And you head out um toward um Lockhart and Latona and LaGrange and Smithville and Bastrop and all the way back around to Austin again and to the capital again and you I mean of course getting out of the city you're just on sidewalks and stuff and then when you finally get out onto the country road there's not a lot of sides of the road so you've got to really pay attention and pick and choose where you're going to run and uh, the further out you get, um, you run into hogs. And of course, they're very, very dangerous for those of you that have dealt with them, you know, and for those that have never dealt with them, you cannot scare them off like bear. And I will tell you, I would rather deal with a bear than a hog any day of the week. Wow. Because, you know, hogs are dangerous. Yeah. And so when I originally looked at this race, I thought, okay, I will, I have a big goal. I want to run 185 miles in 72 hours. I'm going to run, you know, hundred K a day. And this is just what I'm going to do. And so I get out there and of course you get out there and you look at that course. And normally I don't, I don't go and look at my courses, but because this is, you're dealing with traffic and, you know, wild animals and, and stuff like that. I thought, well, I better go look at this course. And boy, I'm glad I did because I have decided that I need to drop it back a little bit and dial it down. <laughs> and I, my goal, my new goal is four days and uh, do about 45 into 50 miles a day and be done by dark and then take that rest. So there's an end of the day every day that I run, which I think mentally will be really good for me. Oh, yeah. And it'd be, you know, really great to go in, take a shower, soak in a tub, eat a meal, lay down and sleep, and then get up and get going. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's goal is, you know, and, and this is the same. I have some friends that want to, you know, run the 100K, and if they can do it, gosh, more power to them. Um, and, you know, I, my goal is to finish really strong and uh, finish, you know, and be one of those top ladies that finish. And, but still come out with, you know, being alive and uninjured. So, you know, that would, that's important. <laughs> yeah, that's so admirable. Wow. 
Yeah, actually, one of my friends, Agatha, um, I don't know if you know her or not. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. She's doing, I think she's doing the 600. And um, she is doing the 600. Yeah, Agatha is. Gonna help. And, and, yeah, I, I had to drive. Are, are you going to go out there? No, I can't. See, I thought it was going more through San Antonio instead of going out. Oh, yeah. And my work isn't going to let me, you know, I mean, it just, I, I can't you know, be away for that long, you know, so. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, she's gonna yeah, she's gonna be out there a while, but she's I got know. A, you know a very good reason that she's doing it, and yeah. uh, you know great charity, and I think that's that's really fantastic, and I just pray that that you know she just does so well and stays so strong and 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 perseveres because I I know she's a fighter like I am, and and she's gonna do fantastic. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, yeah, so uh, after you after you tackle this one. Um, what are you thinking about for the coming year? Um, well, after I tackle that, I'm going to go to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> literally. <laughs> and, huh? and, and literally and take a, take a few days and, and have some fun with some friends. And, uh, and then uh, I'm probably just going to do uh, a few small races. And then I'm going to start working up towards uh, some uh, more ultras. I actually haven't sat down and, and looked at my list yet. Mm -hmm. Because um, one thing that happened here at the end of the year is uh, I ended up uh, winning some uh, race credits from Trot because I was uh, second place female masters and I was second place in my age group. Sweet. And and yeah, it was really cool. So I ended up with with some extra extra dough so I can use on you know I can do some races. So I've got some races that I'm looking at, and I already have some race credits from last year, you know, from deferring. So yeah. one of the ones that I want to go do is Paris Pair. I really wanted to do that last year. I wanted to in uh, improve on my hundred k time, and so that's that's one that I that I really have my eyes on. Um, I might go back and do Possum's Revenge revenge that I did Possum's Revenge. I did the 69 miler uh, just as last year, but I had to do it virtually, but I did it at Brazos Bend. So, right. uh, so I have, there's a, he's got a few that, that I have my eyes on that I need, I need to go, need to go earn some more belt buckles. So <laughs> yeah, I want my first, <laughs> if I can do one, I'm really happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So, um, so uh, you're 53, correct? Yes, I am. Okay. So what advice do you have for, for, you know, us ladies in our fifties, um, in terms of running? I mean, cause you know, people might listen to this and think, wow, she's just, well, you are, you're amazing. Um, but you Thank know, you. somebody who, you know, is, is, you know, just kind of still in it. And I mean, there are, there are a lot of us out there, especially ultra, um, runners yeah. after age 50. I mean, my friend, Nancy Mark, she did she actually did the 100, 150 miler at Cactus Rose back in October. So she's insane. I know she's crazy, but she's retired. Wow. Right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, but um, so yeah, but I mean, it, it is because I mean, I can tell you that there have been times I, I like doing these um, Captain Carl's night races uh, in the summer. Oh, yes. And yes, fact, I want to do I would recommend. Though. If you want to buckle, you should try that. You should try for the 60K uh, night series because. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, because you got to buckle for that. And it's, it's, a cool, mm -hmm. it's, it's a cool series of races. Um, and I'm going to be shooting for the 30K this year. But um, but I know there's times I'm out there and you know, it's dark and I'm all by myself. And I'm like, what are people my age, you know, that aren't runners? What are they doing? You know, I'm picturing them all at home sleeping or sleeping sitting on the couch. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what am I doing? <laughs> Well, and, that, and that's, the, that's the thing. I mean, I don't want to be that, that couch sitter or sitting in my rocking chair. I mean, it's great to take a rest, but you know, I can, I can tell you from watching my own uh, mother die about five years ago, sitting is death. Yeah, it is. There's a time to rest there. That is for sure. But if you don't keep moving and you don't keep on setting goals for yourself and having a plan, then your life is going to end up really, really short. And I don't want to do that. I've got so many people that I love and, and my, and of course my children and my grandchildren, and my husband, I want to live as long as I can possibly live. And this is why, you know, I, I look at it and it's, it's another reason why I do what I do, you know, mm -hmm. uh, 
But for those of us that are older, mm -hmm. um, that um, whether, whether you have run anything in your life or not, don't give up. Don't, you know, don't stop moving. If, if you think that this sounds like, like so much fun and you want to get out there because it is, I mean, even, even when we're walking at night, sometimes, you know, in the middle of these races, it is fun. We, we meet so many great people and our community as runners is, is probably actually one of the, one of the reasons I keep on coming back to these races is because Same. I've made so many friends oh, yeah. and, you know, just because we're older doesn't mean that it's now time for us to sit down. If anything, it's now time for us to move and, and keep going, you know, even more than we ever have. And just because you're 50 or just because you're 60 or 70 or 80 doesn't mean that you can't start doing something like this. Right. And I think it's, I think one of the reasons a lot of us that are older come to ultras is because you're, you're not racing the same way as you would race a street race. You know, um, I, I really, I, I was very excited this year, well, this last year now, um, to have run my fastest half, my fastest half marathon ever at two hours and 10 minutes. And I was so excited because I, my, my only goal was 2.30 and then I came in at 2.20 and then I ran one a few weeks later at 2.10 and I have another goal to reach and, and that'll be a sub two half marathon. Yeah. So it's really fun to run fast. And it, and just because we're older doesn't mean that we can't, but the ultras is such a place for us that aren't normally super fast runners to really go and test our endurance. Yeah. You know, I, I tell my son-in-law this because he'll say, oh, I could outrun you. And I go, yeah, maybe in a mile, but you're not out there at a, when I'm, when I'm hitting a hundred miles, you're not out there. And he goes, heck no. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I think that's but the we that, have, Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was, I was just going to say it. You know, we have more endurance than mm. we think. Our bodies can do more than we think. You know, and I can always tell on, I can tell by somebody's face when I'm running with them, and especially if I'm running an ultra with them, I can look at them and I can tell you whether they've got more to give, you know, their body's got more to give or they don't. Yeah. And I mean, it's something that I've noticed, you know, I can look at someone and go, you know, they're like, oh gosh, I'm exhausted. It's, I'm at 40 miles or whatever. I'm looking and I go, oh no, you can finish this race. I can see it in your face. You're not there yet. You just think, you just think you're tired. It's you're not, you're great. not there yet. You can do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. You can do it. <laughs> Well, the other thing I, was, I think I said that to you. You can do yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I think you did. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you could tell I wasn't, you know, ready to throw in the towel yet. No. But yeah, thank God for that. Um, but, no, and I think the other thing too is as you get older, yeah, your speed may not be what it was when you, you know, were younger, but um, your endurance is much better. And so I feel like that that plays to our strengths, um, you know, and is one of the reasons I enjoy doing ultras uh, and will this will be my year of ultras once again. Well, and you know what it is? You know where it comes from? It comes from living life. Yes. You know, I see, I do see a lot of young people doing ultras and, you know, and that's fantastic. And I'm really impressed with that because they haven't lived life like we've lived life yet. Wow. We, you know, as we get older and we're blessed to be able to get older, we haven't, you know, died young. Um, but that we're blessed to get older, we have a lot to draw on to mm -hmm. make it to the finish line. We have lots of experience to draw on to make it to the finish line. So, you know, don't count, don't, for people that are, you know, older people that are listening, don't count yourself out just because you're in your 50s or 60s. I mean, seriously, I started running ultras at 50. You know, yes, I've been running prior to that. And yes, I've been building my strength prior to that. But I was 50. Oh, <laughs> Who yeah. does that, you know? <laughs> and, there's, and there's a lot more of, you know, ladies and men out there, gentlemen that, you know, they don't start running ultras until they're older. But Same. just because you're older doesn't mean you can't do it. It actually means you can do it. You got more, you got more experience to draw on to get you to the end. Exactly. Because you've been through so many, you know, situations in life and whatnot. I get it. So. Well, Pamela, oh, yeah. I'm about to hit an hour here, so I should probably let you go. Oh. Um, and <laughs> really, but now you've been wonderful. My, my cat is starting to mess with my microphone cord, so I have a feeling that he's going to literally pull the plug on this if I don't stop. 
<laughs> but um, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. Um, also, do me a favor and uh, send me a photo of yourself uh, in action, one of your favorites, and I will use that for the cover. Okay. This will, I'll probably um, publish this on uh, probably Sunday afternoon, something like that. And because um, I usually okay. try to do it Sunday, Monday, something like that. And um, but yeah, this is, I really have looked forward to talking to you. And um, I'm really glad you found some time uh, to share your story with me. And I'm, I'm sure you're going to be an inspiration to a lot of people. So keep well, it up. Well, thank you for uh, the, the invitation. I appreciate it. I really enjoyed it. Well, good. Well, good. Well, listen, good luck on, on that. The, the race that we can't pronounce. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, my dear, take care. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. You right. too. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this interview. Uh, it did go longer than I usually have my episodes, but when I'm interviewing other people, it's, it's usually better that way. Um, I got to admit my running... <laughs> The last week or so has just been bad. There's virtually been no running because this computer thing just sort of um, threw me into a um, tailspin, you know, personally. And that was my excuse. And um, we had some kind of crap weather of the weekend. And so I'm getting back on the horse tomorrow. And um, now that everything is back to normal, I mean, you know, school is my priority and, um, I have to get, you know, I have to make sure that my students are, you know, accommodated. Um, also this weekend, uh, I've got a race, uh, a 10 miler. Thank God. That's all it is. Uh, at the lighthouse up in, uh, outside of Blanco, Texas. I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah. So I'm just doing that. And then I'm going to, you know, do some running on Sunday and uh, hopefully get back on the horse, uh, you know, this week, week after next, just so I can be ready for Brazos 50K. Um, yeah, because I, this is just, it's just been bad. And, and some of this is beyond my control. Some of this is like my own fault. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's like my story and I'm sticking to it. Um Anyway, uh, yeah, so I think that's that's kind of all I've got going on right now. I talked to my friend Jessica Kesterman, and she and I are going to um, Rocky Raccoon Half Marathon um, on my birthday, woo, February 12th. Anybody wants to buy me gifts? <laughs> I know <laughs> to do that. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we're um, we're getting ready for that. Her birthday's a couple days before, so you know, it'll be a big Aquarius weekend, woo. Uh, yeah. And, and I love that place. It's just, it's just one of my favorite places to run. And so, yeah, so that'll be that weekend and, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see how this all goes. And, uh, I've got some other adventures coming up and we'll talk about that at a different point. So that's all I've got for now. I'll see you next time. <laughs>